Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. What is up and welcome to episode 5 of the Grey Wolf Hoops Podcast. It is Ned, joined by John. He's pretty happy with himself (laughs) at the moment. He's beaten the Furious Flamingos in Fantasy League. But before we jump into all that, John, how are you, man? How's the weekend? It was fantastic, especially getting the win over the Furious Flamingos. We were a little worried looking at the lineup, and uh, unfortunately I didn't get my trades done in time, so I had a couple of low scores. But we got it done, and that's what it's all about at the Granada Gators. Yeah, well, I'm not happy with the result. (laughs) I'm upset about it. About it and the Granada, no, let's keep this strictly G rated. <laughs> I was gonna say, can go, yeah, but hey man, what's up with this weather? Let's talk a little weather real quick. Had a wedding on Saturday, yep, big hats off and congratulations to Geordie and Liam who got married on Saturday. It was freezing, it was one of the coldest days ever. Today, yep. we're sweating it out 30 plus degrees. It's weird, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I can't cope in the heat, and then obviously, uh, I train my boys at the, at the local stadium here at four o'clock, so straight after school. And they're ready enough as it is, but as soon as you get in there and it's about 50 degrees in the stadium, it is just ridiculous. Do you sweat more than those kids <laughs> yeah, that I do. you are training? And I'm not even doing anything, so <laughs> I like how you diverted away from the fantasy too there, just to get off the topic. But Alright, uh... <laughs> let's get back onto the fantasy, man. I was all about uh, talking weather, man, oh, but yeah, so you won, that's great. Yes. Hats off to you. I've dropped right back down to ninth place. When I say I, it's Marley and me once again. We have dropped down, I don't know, man, I really need to look into this a little bit better. Robeson was quite quiet or Robertson was quiet. Yeah, I don't know. These things happen and that's fantasy for you I suppose and what it comes down to in NBL is the uh, number of teams that have the two games in a round. Often you'll get a few extra points just because the team's playing twice but you're not that far behind Eddie. If you look at it one way you're actually equal third. There's seven teams on three and one so you're right in the mix there. So I wouldn't be waving the white flag just yet. There's still plenty of rounds to go. I'm not waving it but we do need to say (laughs) something Johnny to Tim Pickett who still hasn't completed his team and young Rory little scary Terry as well I do believe you guys need to get your butts into gear and pick it you have been warned we will call you next week <laughs> yep. if it's you know remains the same it's an official warning that we will be phoning Tim Pickett if he's listening if he hasn't finished his team by next week <laughs> and also probably a, a warning or a more of a notice to Rory Cameron mate you're zero and four pull your head in yeah you got to do something there I want to can we check what his team consists of but we shouldn't name and shame the poor guy man. no we're going to <laughs> <laughs> Rory Little scary, Cameron. Uh, but what's the go with the fantasy hoops? What are we looking for this week? I know Sean Long was a little bit quiet, which was disappointing for some of us. He was. He was my captain as well. And because I missed the lockout because the New Zealand game started at five. I missed the lockout because I just wasn't thinking about it. But obviously... The, and you still won. And I still managed to win it. So that was just me patting myself on the back. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually having a quick look at Rory's team. He's got quite a bit of uh, potential there for some trades, I think, Rory. You need to get a few players on your bench that are playing because his starting lineup is gold. Where Cotton, Creaky... Nick K, Ogilvie, and, and Majok Deng. It's a pretty solid That's starting solid, five or starting very six. Very solid, yeah. But you need some help on the bench, dude. If you need some help, just reach out. You know where to find us. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that we need to talk about while we're on the subject of fantasy? I know you did want to talk about it first, probably more so for boasting rights, I guess. Pretty much just for bragging, but this week is the week to get any Phoenix players in if you don't have them. I'll be doing everything that you can to get Mitch Creek in because they play twice this week, and I think he's one of the top scoring players overall, even without having played two games 
Crimson around. So this is the week to get on him. Well, thank you for that suggestion, John. I might have to look into that and put Creaky in the team where I think I tried to but couldn't afford him. <laughs> he's getting up there in price, but geez, he's having a good season. That brings us on to this round's results, man. What a great weekend of basketball it was. It was. And the final score between New Zealand Breakers and Melbourne United wasn't as close as what it looks. Melbourne United never really looked like losing this one mm. in the second half. They really barreled out to a big-time lead. But the Breakers really bounced back there in the fourth quarter to make the scoreline look more respectable. But yep. United really did do what you said they'd do, John. They went out there and they got things sorted. They did, yeah. You're definitely right. So I think it was good for them to go get the win over the seas and just get you know, <laughs> get their season on track because that's exactly what they needed after a couple of sluggish starts. I tell you what, on the topic of sluggish starts, man, game two, this was on the Friday, the Sydney Kings and the Brisbane Bullets. You called the big one. You said the Bullets were going to get this. Sydney really did have a sluggish start there. Coach Will Weaver must really be saying something insane mm. at these halftime sort of inspirational speeches, <laughs> which I'm sure you get amongst with your under-18s there, man, because sure they is. come out all guns absolutely blazing. And Can you check the box score there? The third quarter, it was a ridiculous. I was watching this and it was just another level yep. of intense. It was 28-8 to in the third quarter, Sydney's way. So Will Weaver, and we know he loves, uh, loves getting worked up and loves revving his players up, and that was what he would have done at halftime there because Brisbane were looking really good. I actually thought there for a minute they were going to take it easy, but Sydney just got it done, which is just what they do, isn't it? But Weaver obviously got them fired up at halftime, stepped up that defence and just, you know, made oh, yeah. business. So hold a team to eight points in the NBL, that is amazing right there, man. And the Kings are looking so solid. I still have them. Odds on favourites. Not that yep. I know much because I'm coming in ninth in my fantasy league now, but <laughs> Sydney Kings all about them and we'll get on to them a little bit later for their second game, which was a great one. But the Saturday, I did miss these two games, man. I hear it was a little bit controversial here with New Zealand yes. and South East Melbourne Phoenix with RJ Hampton, as you were talking about before. What can you tell us about this early ejection? Yeah, well, there's a little bit of bit of it going on on Twitter at the moment, whether it should have been or not. And we did speak last week about the, the games almost being over-officiated, didn't we, in some, some yes. sense of the word? But, I mean, it's the last thing you want for some of these sorts of players to be getting ejected in games. Like, oh, I feel like they need to be doing everything that they can just to keep them out there. Like, let them play. Like, exactly. That? We're not going to get right into the, the specifics of it, I don't believe, but I just feel like that it is a problem with the league at this stage that it's being over-officiated a lot. So, let them play. Let them succeed for my fantasy team. For goodness <laughs> sake. It's all that really matters. Exactly. John <laughs> does have RJ Hampton. I tell you what, though, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they continue to roll in season 19-20, man. Look the hell out. Who would have thought second place after, you know, what is it, round five or round six here? Yep. That we're five and two they are. What a great start. And we, when we said earlier on, if they had have thought about, you know, what's going to be an ideal start to the season, I'll tell you what, being above 500 is pretty good. They're in a good, sp- good space now to make the playoffs and go deep into it as well. They are. And a lot of people, man, talking about the next game here, the Cairns Taipans and Illawarra Hawks, I would pretty much bet my house on the fact that <laughs> the Cairns Taipans were going to win this yeah. one. I'm not sure why, because Illawarra looked all sorts of ordinary the week before. I didn't watch it. I've been revving up the Cairns Taipans, saying that yep. they really look the goods and I expect them to get more wins. But they must have been a little bit flat on Saturday night. Illawarra went out there and apparently, by all reports, Lamelo Ball had his biggest game yep. of the season. And it sort of showed what the fuss is all about, I guess. It did, and I feel like that was probably a game for him to go, right, it's time to grab it by the balls and just take it over. And that's exactly what he did. 24 points, 7 rebounds, <laughs> balls. <laughs> 
<laughs> have you heard that one before? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's grab it by the basketballs, right? Yes, right. 24 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. I mean, that's just a brilliant night from your star player and probably what he should be doing most nights, of course, now that they've lost Aaron Brooks for the season. But what a game. What a uh, what a way to give a little bit of, a, bit of hope to the Illawarra fans that maybe there is something there. There's still plenty of time left in the season for them to push for the playoffs. They're a long way behind, but the bottom half of the ladder is fairly even, so there's no reason why they can't do it. Yeah, very interesting there, man. And it was really touching on a triple-double there, too. It was, was. only a couple yep. of possessions away from it there. And I did hear commentators and whatnot talking about will he play the entire season, not because he's going to crack it and go home, but because more like he's getting a lot of attention overseas yep. now and they're, they're thinking he could go top three and should he just pack up and concentrate yeah. on that if they're yeah. not going to make that playoff push. Thoughts, comments, yeah. suggestions, yeah, man? Yeah, exactly. And as I keep reminding everyone, my prediction was that he would crack it and leave. But there's a very good chance that from what he has put on the court that maybe there is a chance they might go, look, you're going to go top five. Don't risk anything happening while you're playing in Australia for a team that's not even doing that well, to be fair. Don't even risk it any further. Come back, you know, put a, maybe a bit of a preseason training program together, get ready for the draft. So I actually read an article on Twitter that someone was circulating to say that he had actually left. That was before that game. I so did see that. Rumours are moving around. I mean, who would actually know what happens in the Lamello Ball camp? But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Probably not yet, but maybe a little bit later on in the season when they're definitely out of the playoff run. He's shown enough. I mean, it'd be a shame to see him leave, but you can definitely see why. And, and to be fair, isn't that part of why they've got this little next-gen arrangement for some of these players? It's to give them that chance to showcase and then go high in the draft, potentially. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things ever going out for the NBL. And I think we're going to see a lot more because they're getting to play against, you know, grown men rather yep. than kids their yep. own age. And I think Lombello Ball, it's been hats off to him, really. I think he's had a lot of attention on him and I, I think he's held himself fairly well throughout yeah. and I'd love to see him see out the entire season and, you know, fingers crossed touch wood, he doesn't get injured or anything like yep. that. Agreed. Because it is, a, it is a short season too. You're looking at probably being finished in February, so yeah. it's still four or five months from the draft, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just don't know and, and these are the things and what other opportunities that he's got, maybe to go back and make some money, do yeah, who knows, playing charity games, these sorts of things. And it's just good that there is these pathways and I mean, we're talking about American players but there's pathways now they can come to Australia do this, go somewhere else and then, you know, raise their stocks for the draft. So it just says a lot about the league and where it's at right now. Definitely, man. And I tell you what, did you catch Melbourne United and the Adelaide 36ers? This was a one-sided affair. And like you said, Melbourne United have come out. They have really answered critics. And they look like right up there with championship favourites. Once again, I think they've had a very respectable weekend. They looked very good in both games. And they got it done against Adelaide 36ers really, really easily, man. Easily. Just flexing their muscles, dude. And it's very interesting. We looked at the ladder there a week or two ago. Melbourne United were maybe second or third last. They're now fourth and they're second favourite for championship after the Kings. So it just says a lot about how even this season is and also it says a lot about Melbourne United. And let's not forget those few tough road trips they had very early on in the season. You know, losing a few players before that first throwdown. So I think now they're really coming together. Who knows what could happen from here? Like it's just up onwards and upwards. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see. It's down to those sort of three teams are already sort of front runners at the moment, isn't it? Melbourne United, Sydney Kings and the Perth Wildcats. And the, the Kings and the Wildcats, they battled it out on Sunday, man. And wow, yeah. Didi Lazada lit oh. it up. Wow. The Kings got the 
themselves a next gen player or whatever there he was nothing short of amazing and just goes to show doesn't matter what sort of what you speak just get out <laughs> there matter. and play you teach me to football remember that one from <laughs> Longest Yard it's that sort of situation and you'd hope he's now learned a few English English words like three pointer or give me the, give <laughs> or, me the ball or something he didn't seem to win if Brucey. <laughs> and I tell you what man before we get on to Brucey yeah back on Lazada he he had his interpreter there with him in the the interview at the end and I don't think he he spoke too much English nah. there Johnny but you gotta say if they've <laughs> sent him over here to learn how to speak English he's gonna go back what up knackers <laughs> yeah here you go we're drop, <laughs> dropping C-bombs and oh, meat it. pies and everything <laughs> everywhere but I tell you what man that guy can play jeez he'd be worth putting in your fantasy team too very yeah. good they've got a great team the Sydney Kings and I'm I'm all about them at the moment and it helps you would have been just very refreshed seeing Craig Moller great games over the weekend same deal with Sean Bruce yep. our two favourite players in there making things happen the little guys man I love it oh I love it man and like Shawnee again he's 16 minutes he had 7 assists in that in that time like I said I really like the look of the Kings when they got Sean and Casper on the court at the same time really spreads out the top of the zone or the top of the defence there and brings the other guys into the game so much especially a guy like Craig who can feed off that but uh, Didi I just thought I'd point out this is actually uh, we did talk about it in one of the previous podcasts Brody Tepper's 28 point game I think Didi matched him on stats here he had 28 points 7 of 11 3 pointers I'm pretty sure Brody was about the same in this <laughs> game so Didi's obviously learning to play from somewhere and it could be the Tepper household <laughs> if you ask me but I mean what an unbelievable 10 they are and Kevin Leash still to come back I mean who's going to stop them yeah it's hard to see anybody stopping them if anyone possibly Melbourne United I don't know about Perth man they look pretty stagnant in they the are. in the game there yeah. but you know they are the Perth Wildcats and they will do what they do but at the moment you'd have to say it's United and the Kings looking front runners to yep. Yep. battle it out for that chip and I'll be sticking with the Kings man they've got a very nice looking few games coming yeah. up too and it's hard to see them dropping one yeah exactly man they've got Illawarra Hawks and we'll preview this round coming up but Illawarra is a great way to build some momentum I mean they're obviously coming off a win and we'll get to that game in a second but again who's going to beat them let's be well, honest you can't see Illawarra getting it done and in Sydney as well man but anyway let's jump into round 7 you up for this man I'm up for this and we're going to kick things off Friday night Adelaide 36 is hosting the Perth Wildcats and this is going to be a good game I reckon there's going to be a bit of argy-bargy in this one the Sixers seem to have that feeling don't they that's what I like about the Sixers they you know they don't muck around they need to win this they do big time they got some mongrel about them the 36ers but I just think Perth had a few up and down games like I said before they're very hard to predict at the moment we know what they're capable of they're kind of like the Hawthorne of the AFL they just get it done when they need to I feel like they're going to come over and get a win but I reckon this is going to be a close one on Friday night yeah it's going to be hard to pick right there Perth Wildcats are red hot favourites to get it done they did beat New Zealand the other week in New Zealand are they going to back it up they need to bounce back yeah. to after the loss on the True. weekend I think Perth's going to win this I think so too yep let's go Perth alright man we are up to throw down three this I think has the potential to be a game of the round here Melbourne United and South East Melbourne Phoenix United are red hot favourites to win at Phoenix though they're looking pretty good and this will be a yeah. real sort of test for South East Melbourne Phoenix here they got done quite convincingly in the last throw down can they bounce back in this one yeah look I think it's going to say more about where Melbourne United are than where the South East Melbourne Phoenix are I think Melbourne have put together a couple of really nice games after as we said some rocky starts but I think this is really going to see where their season's at more than where the Phoenix at but I think Melbourne United will get it done but geez it's going to be another another classic throwdown I mean we've had two already I mean this one's up in the air but Melbourne United for me yeah I'll stick with you on that one as well man Saturday the Cairns Convention Centre I would have said they would have easily beat Illawarra I think I did actually say that let's take all yeah. that back I didn't really yep. <laughs> Cairns Taipan and Brisbane Bullets Brisbane will be looking 
looking to bounce back against the Cairns Taipans. They're pretty evenly matched here. Who do you think? This is going to be a really tough one to pick, and I'm going to have to stick with Brisbane just because, you know, I'm, I'm right on the Brisbane bullet train. There's one for you, the bullet train. Oh. Um, it's not nothing original. I'm going to have to stick with Brisbane there. I just think that they're going to... It's going to be a scrap, this game. You know it's going to be a bit of a scrap, but I think that the Brisbane boys, Sobey and Patterson, are going to be too hard to guard. I think they'll get it done, but like I said, I reckon this will be a low-scoring one, so we'll check that one next week. But All right, see how cool, it goes. man. I like that. I'll stick with you on that because you are the expert. You did <laughs> kick my ass over the weekend. I'll, I'll go with the Bullets as well, but I'm hoping the Cairns Taipans will get up. Sydney Kings, you want to talk about red-hot favourites? They are more than that against the Illawarra Hawks. Can the Hawks surprise people? Uh, no. <laughs> you can put your house on this one that Sydney Kings are going to win by quite a considerable margin. I'm just trying to think if there's some bet we could put in place if Illawarra does get over the line. But John Fitzgerald <laughs> will run naked down five I'll do that. Washam. If Sydney lose, <laughs> I'll be running naked down the main street. That's how confident I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty odds on there for that to happen. I definitely agree with you and let's look for some big games from Shawnee Bruce and Craig Moller. Perth Wildcats and New Zealand Breakers. This one at the RAC Arena. You would expect Perth to get this done and that'll um, have New Zealand in a pretty tough situation, man. Their season on the rocks a bit yeah, at the moment. it is. And that, of course, uh, last round, I believe it was, Perth got over New Zealand by about five in New Zealand. But they've also had a few interesting games, Perth. Uh, that was a loss to Brisbane and lost to Sydney last round. So it's a bit of an up and down, as we will saying just before. I think Perth are going to get this done, though, at home. Again, that's a long flight from New Zealand. That's a heck of a long flight. So that'll play into it a little bit. But Perth should be able to get the job done at home. Yeah, man, I would definitely agree with you there. Perth, that, and we've agreed the whole way through so far, John. Look the hell out. The last game, Monday night game, is back, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and the Adelaide 36ers, man. And I tell you what, I saw Cam Bruce tweeted about this. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have barely even played outside of Victoria at the yeah, moment. He makes a very good of point of that. The only away game they've really had is against Perth. They've had a couple of away games, obviously, with the throwdown. Yeah, true. The Phoenix haven't really travelled yet. They must have yeah. a pretty ordinary-looking back-of-the-end schedule. I was going to say, yeah. They've they played, played a lot at home. Yeah, seven games. Obviously, they've had two throwdowns. They've probably had a few more at home. So, yeah, they probably haven't travelled much at all. That's a very interesting factor on whether it changes in the second half of the season or maybe they were looking after the new team with travel costs and all that sort of thing, <laughs> I suppose. But, um, but this should be quite a good game. Again, I think Adelaide will probably depend on how that Friday night game goes. Whether they can scrap out a win against Perth, they'll be full of confidence. But I expect the Phoenix train to keep on rolling in that one. But that one should be a good game as well. I 100% agree with you there. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix for the win there. And let's hope that John Robertson racks up 30 to 40 points. Yep, yep. Hopefully. But Adelaide 36ers, man, they're, they're, you know, they need to get some wins. So it'll be another interesting round of basketball, Johnny. Thank you so much for taking some time out, man. We've got a big weekend coming up as well. Yep. Horsham Kids Tournament, man. Look the hell out. <laughs> man, I can't wait. It's best time of the year. Horsham Tournament. It's going to be hectic. Let's put it that way. But expecting good things from all the teams that we're involved with. So let's go Hornets. Yeah, definitely. Let's go Hornets. And next week, we'll wrap everything up. The Hornets, this round of NBL, and there's just a whole bunch to talk about. So, yeah, good luck for the weekend, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, Tim Pickett, look out. Yeah, phone call's going to be ringing. The phone's going to be ringing, I should say. (laughs) 